Hey everybody, uh, welcome to the 2011 Telethon episode of the Famicast. This is the first ever um, time that the Famicast crew did the Telethon, so it was all very exciting. First time we'd ever uh, had a podcast with the A4 Play guys. We had a great time talking about all sorts of crazy topics and the legendary uh, onsen uh, section, which you're about to hear soon. So yeah, I hope you enjoy the episode and uh, stick around to the end for a little bit of extra info. Here we go. Famicast Live with me, uh, James Charlton, and with me as always is Danny Eshop Bivins. Hello there. And we have some very special guests with us today. Uh, today we have Mr. Mark uh, Ungodly Hour McDonald. <laughs> morning. That's your nickname. Because <laughs> uh, 8 o'clock in the morning on a Sunday is pretty ungodly. I, it is I ungodly. I, I agree. Especially and, when you've been up till about um, 5.30 playing Skyrim. <laughs> Adds I a little a, something. I got a tweet from you at like 2 a.m. or something, right? That was crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, with him is his uh, 8 4 Play uh, co worker, Mr. Ju- uh, Justin JJ Epperson. Hey, JJ. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. <laughs> <laughs> JJ, right there. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, guys. This is TYP. Justin's connected, but. Uh... Doesn't sound like his microphone's quite working. I'll I'll work with him. Okay. So Justin will be with us shortly. Okay. Well, first of all, I'm just amazed the amount of donations we've got. I, I checked the the site like just before I went to bed, and it was like a, a thousand, one thousand two hundred, I think. Mm-hmm. I checked it this morning. It was like way over the limit that we needed to reach the Famicast hour. So I was so happy with that, and it's actually just exploded, <clears throat> and it's gone over a hundred percent now, which is amazing. Hi. Oh, like JJ. Okay. <laughs> JJ, here. welcome, welcome. I just had to switch my mic over to uh, my uh, webcam. Okay. Well, um, so you've, you've listened to lots of uh, amazing podcast hours by now, but obviously you've been all, all been waiting for this hour, you know, <laughs> the most important hour of the day. Yes. <laughs> the zombie cast. crap until now. That's where it really, really begins. <laughs> the zombie cast. That's a good name for it, actually. Oh, God. <laughs> I hope you've all got your coffees next to your uh, computers. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously this hour will be all focused on uh, Japan chat. And uh, I thought we'd start it off by... Um, oh, well, I should introduce our guests a little bit more. Obviously, if you haven't heard of A4, they do a great podcast called A4 Play, which is all about gaming in Japan. And Best. I'm a huge fan of it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And uh, A4 do all the uh, awesome translation work. They've done uh, like Dragon Quest VI on the DS, Dead or Alive Dimensions on the 3DS, and Monster Hunter Try on the Wii, and loads of other cool games. And uh, it's just so cool to have you guys on. Thank you so awesome. much for doing this. Yeah, no, thanks for having us. This this yes. whole thing is 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 super cool. It's it's, it's 
seriously, it's cool to be be a part of it. Awesome. Indeed. So yeah, I thought the uh, the first uh, question I'd shoot at you guys would be the uh, the typical question asked to all foreigners, all gaijin in Japan is like, why you come to Japan? <laughs> but, um, what accent was that there? That was like a Jamaican um, accent. Yeah, yeah, it, it's Jamaican Japanese. And <laughs> hey why you from the Japan? Eh? Like, You've uh, never heard of Jamaican Japanese? <laughs> It's plenty Actually, right? I have. I've been to Shibuya several times. I worked there. <laughs> JJ, why don't you go first? Uh, basically, I came here because my wife came back to Japan. We weren't married at the time, but she came back, and then I just kind of followed her here. I, I mean, I had always wanted to go to Japan or live in Japan or whatever, but uh, I had a chance, so I took it, and now I'm here. There must be some gaming-related re uh, reason kind of hidden. Well, I'm, I mean, yes. I, I love Japanese games. I was raised on Japanese games. So being in the home of Japanese games, I thought, was a great idea. But, you know, as we'll probably uh, talk about later, maybe not so much. His wife <laughs> is also a, um, a virtual idol for the uh, <laughs> PC-88. So she was actually the, the beta for Love Plus. In fact. Right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so you've got a real live love plus lady living yeah. with you. Yes. That's awesome. Hey, when is that 3DS, uh, the 3DS love plus is coming out soon, right, JJ? Actually, Valentine's Day. They moved it back. Oh, that's fucking right. That's yeah. brilliant. brilliant. It is brilliant. Um, okay, yeah, so yeah, sorry. And, and apologies also, by the way, if we're like a little bit off. Um, I mean, we're awkward. We're not usually this awkward but you know the skype delay plays uh weird tricks with um right with our voices uh, those those last guys sounded great though those guys weren't they all sounded like they were in the same room um billy and those guys but uh maybe they were yeah <laughs> uh, so, so how about yeah. you uh mark so um let's see i originally started coming to japan um yeah because you know i grew up with um with video games um and you know the 8-bit nintendo of course was like a huge part of that and just really really into and fascinated by japanese games started getting into japanese culture started studying japanese language in college and that's when i started coming here um and then i came here for work i worked on um you know egm um, magazine for a while and then the website oneup.com and then Eventually, when I quit my job, I was going to travel all over the place. And um, one of the first, like, I was going to make this my hub. Uh, Japan was going to be my hub world. And then I was going to, like, go to, you know, China and Europe and, and all over the place. And um, I ended up starting working with uh, 8-4 and, and my friend um, John Ricciardi, um, who, uh, who <laughs> from the podcast. And... Um, where is John currently? He is asleep about uh, we're, <laughs> we're roommates, so he's yeah he's asleep about fifteen feet, uh, two rooms away from me right now. But he was up playing Zelda. He's been like marathoning. Wow. Um, Zelda, as I think JJ has put in some serious hours. Um, yeah. As well on Skyward Sword, so uh, it's all it's all for a good call for the Nintendo cause, even if it's not directly for the. Uh, for the live podcast. Right, right. 
It's, yeah. it's funny, Mark, when you said that using Japan as a hub world, it, <laughs> it's just like that's so such Japanese, uh, such a video game language, isn't it? It's like you know, you need, you know, yeah, exactly. You, you need exactly. you need ten power stars to get into Shibuya or something. Right. Yeah. Exactly. There's like a ghost house with a secret exit to you know Korea or whatever. <laughs> all that. All I think that I've seen stuff. that. <laughs> cool. Uh, so, Danny, uh, how about you? What were your main reasons for coming to Japan? Well, initially, Apart from the uh, 64 DD drive, well, probably. Yeah, all that, that, yeah. Um, well, you know, like all of us here, it was kind of a, initially just gaming-related, you know, junior high school. is like, oh, my God, I love games. One day I'm going to go to Japan. It's going to be awesome. And it happened. Uh, initially, like in university, I did like an exchange program. And uh, I, when I, I came over here for like a semester. And at the time, I studied Japanese for like a semester in America. So I knew like hiragana, katakana, and could say like a few things, and so it's pretty rough. But um, you know, then I came here, and um, then I started working here um, as an English teacher, and you know, uh, you pick up yep. things a little bit, you know, here and there and stuff. And uh, I'm, I'm a fully functional, at least I'd like to think, <laughs> uh, member of Japanese society. We'll, we'll see though. But um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So. I don't know if the immigration uh, police agree with you with that, Danny. They probably but, don't. That's that's fine. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Did you all you guys know some Japanese before you came to Japan? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. I, I I must be the only idiot who came here knowing <laughs> nothing. I I literally knew probably Sayonara, and that was from Conair. Uh, <laughs> Conair. <laughs> what a weird place to learn Sayonara. That is. Yeah. <laughs> so what, what was your story then? Well, uh, um. Well, yeah, I just I came to Japan just the initially it was just for a year, um, just to um, just to work here, just to see Japan because I thought, you know, just coming here for a couple of weeks is not long enough to see everything. Mm. So I thought, okay, I'll do I do uh, I'll work a year here, you know, get buy some games and then go back to the UK. Um, but yeah, that didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, I met an awesome girl and uh, now I'm here uh, for a long, long time. <laughs> cool. So yeah, that's our stories of why we're here. So I thought, um, you know, we've we've all been in Japan for quite a while now. We know, uh, we know, we hopefully know Japan, you know, better than most. And uh, I thought we should share our thoughts on what it's like to be a gaijin gamer in Japan. You know, what are the advantages or disadvantages of you know of being a Western guy in Japan and being a gamer? You know. You know, everyone always thinks, you know, it must be so awesome to live in Japan. You get all these games and all this kind of stuff. You know, is it all peaches and cream or? No. <laughs> <laughs> not, not anymore, that's for sure. Yeah. 
the, the exchange rate is not kind. The, the current exchange rate, it's like it used to, when I got here only like three or four years ago, it was about uh, 120 yen to the dollar, I think, when I first arrived. And now it's 70 yen to the dollar, which basically makes, uh, let's see, Resident Evil Revelations coming up is going to cost me the equivalent of 77 U.S. dollars. Right? <laughs> and that's not um, an, an unusual price um, for any, you know, as you guys know, the, all forms of media here, books, DVDs, games are just way more expensive than at least we're really, we're used to in America. The, the, yeah, it's the, crazy. Yeah. Sure. It's sad because some games, especially next-gen games, are like even like double the price even because a game like Nino Kuni costs 8,800 yen, which is like after, you know, uh, you convert it into dollars, over a hundred, like ten dollars. Right. And, uh-huh. uh, you know, in America, you'd get it for 60 bucks. Like you're just paying a tax for getting the game early in Japanese, which is, you know, sometimes not even worth it yeah well japanese people are used to paying you know ex- extraordinary amounts of money for anything like you know watermelons or whatever right <laughs> they're used they're used to it <laughs> at least at least watermelons are actually rare in this country games like you know they, they've been producing these things for years so that's true well, they're also made here sometimes too i right. mean you're talking about watermelons or games? Games, <laughs> games, games. games. <laughs> the, uh, yeah, the, 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 those triangle watermelons, I think, are made here as well. Um, those right. crazy, uh, uh, you guys have seen those, right? Those, like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm seen them, yeah. Seen the cube ones. Yeah, yeah they're like, they're, they're grown in a glass case to make them yeah, awesome. like a, a rectangle. <laughs> Yeah. In the very likeness of the GameCube. Am I wrong? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you could make a really kick-ass GameCube mod out of that, actually. Now that I think about it. Hollow it out, put, like, glass on it. And yeah. Oh, dude, this has to happen. Yeah, I'm sure it'll, like, rot in a couple days, but, yeah. Be fun while it lasts. Glorious couple days, yeah. <laughs> so, but, so, Mark, you were talking about, like, how games are expensive, but if you're earning in yen... Isn't it just all relative? Like, if you if you're earning that amount of money, doesn't it become normal after a while? I mean, I don't really think about games in that way. I don't kind of. I used to convert back to pounds, like oh, when I lived really? here, but I don't yeah. really do that anymore because I earn in yen. So it's kind of like, oh yeah, that's you know four thousand eight hundred. Yeah, that's a standard price. But before, before I used to be like, Jesus Christ, that's sixty <laughs> right. pounds. Are you kidding me? You <laughs> know what? I, that. I still do it, and I will probably forever for the rest of my life convert on the 100 yen to the top (laughs) which is so inaccurate (laughs) it's just a quick shorthand thing so that's one thing but then two i think one thing that's happened you know and this is over the last uh 10 years is just a real shift towards you know western games or if you're a gamer here you're importing probably a a fair number of games you know not necessarily for the nintendo systems but for the other things and so um that kind of keeps me keeps me in mind you can get pretty good deals with the asian versions of games through hong kong and stuff like that luckily but um but that's just kind of a reminder it's like oh yeah i just bought you know some a ps3 game for like the equivalent of 40 bucks or 45 bucks and then i mm-hmm. you know you shell out for nino kuni and, and you're like holy shit 
right? That's kind of like the great irony, right? You get Jap- Japan games for like double the yeah. price, but American games are actually cheaper. Right. <laughs> Even yeah. though you kind of you kind of have to go out of your way to get them, but yeah, I mean, if you ha- own an Xbox, it's pretty much the only way to play video games on it is to import stuff. But you know, and I, I don't want to make it like it's. I, I mean all negative at all like you know we we still get games especially as a nintendo fan it's 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 great to live here because usually not always um skyward sword coming up i think is japan getting that last europe is getting it first and then i think a so couple of days but um but you know you still get uh we got mario uh, 3d land early you get most of the nintendo releases early um uh, Vita's coming out here like a few months early, which is mm-hmm. you know right. gonna be cool. And uh, it, there's it's, still a lot of news that happens here. It's it's it. There's a lot of cool aspects of of being here. Skyward sure. Sword comes out later, right? Yeah, it does. Right, it on comes the twenty third. Yeah, yeah. First in America. Yeah. Yeah, uh, our other uh, Japan correspondent, Matt Walker, he was saying, you know, this is not why I came to Japan, you know, for Zelda <laughs> to come out two weeks later, you know, what's going on here? <laughs> right. Well, but I mean, we get to experience things like, uh, I don't know if you guys are uh, around the Tokyo area, but, um, you know, when the Vita launches, there's going to be huge lines, there's going to be this huge spectacle, something that you wouldn't, well, maybe you would see it in like New York or something, but... Uh, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, these system launches are always fun. Like the, the news gets out and you get interviewed. I've been interviewed like several times. It's just really fun. It's something that you like, I'm, I'm from Tennessee and in Tennessee, mm-hmm. like, you know, 12 o'clock at midnight at a GameStop, there's like rednecks and like dudes wearing black, you know, uh, trench coats. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like only a handful of them. So like all this stuff is just like really like, you know, fish out of water. I'm in a big city sort of thing. Well, and um, JJ, what you're saying re- reminded me, like, um, you know, a whole huge feature of 3DS, I mean, existed before, but really being pushed by the 3DS, the whole street pass thing. Like, right. living in Japan, or at least in, in Tokyo, where you're riding public transportation everywhere, and so is everybody else, it's awesome for that kind of stuff. I mean, it Dragon Quest yeah. Nine. I don't think people will ever understand, outside of Japan, what a cool thing that was here because of the... The various features. AJ, you you were kind of into that for a little bit, right? Uh, yeah, actually, I, you know, I was I would stay at train stations just you know on the weekends. I mean, I wouldn't like go to the train station <laughs> just, <laughs> just, like, like, just because of uh, Dragon Quest. But like, if I was going to get out or something on my, uh, uh, you know, the the oh, God, I can't even think of the English word for it. But when I changed to the other train that I had to ride, uh, I would. Transfer, yeah. <laughs> I was I just, just thinking about, that's what happens to people when they live in Japan. <laughs> you yeah. forget words. You totally yeah. forget English, and like I can only think of Norikai, the, the Japanese. <laughs> but anyways, I, I was eating. A, I was eating. A, a, what do you call it? The the two pieces of bread uh, with the meat in the middle. Oh shit! <laughs> Sandwich. Yes. <all> right. <laughs> um, but like I, you know, I would stay in the kind of like console area and just you know hold my DS up in the air and watch people as they walk by. And if, if they walk by, like a little ding would come up on my Dragon Quest game. And I'd be like, oh, they, okay, that guy's, uh, you know, got Dragon Quest. And, you know, that girl, ooh, she's cute. But she's, you know, doesn't have Dragon Quest. <laughs> <Something> <laughs> like that. Uh, and, um, and, and that's how you met your wife. <laughs> no, 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 no. But she plays games, but not not like to the extent I do. Um, 
but uh, it was cool because like just like you could see like old people, young people, any any people just like would have the game and like you'd get all these people, you know, uh, visiting your your hotel and it was just a, a weird way to connect with people. Like you could even go like you would get off the train after work or whatever, and then as you were walking, you know, down the train to get to the stairs to you know get out of the train station, you would be picking people up as you walk down the train, which is just like, yeah, there was just, everybody had it. And it was something you could never experience in the States. Yeah. Well, it's also like now with street pass, right? We can do that right. with pretty much, well, not every game, but lots of games now. Um, right. like with Mario at the moment, um, I didn't realize this, but you can get like more coins than, you know, just the standard game has by using street pass. I've got over like 320 coins, but if you just play the game, you only get 280. Right, so you, and it's a, you, oh, go, ahead. go ahead. You can so you can unlock things, you know, much faster if you've got it out. So every time I take my 3DS out, I get like three Mario Street passes, which is the most you can get at any one time. And then yeah, another three coins, <laughs> yeah, do it all again. It's awesome. So you, you know, like you were saying, the advantage of that over America. I mean, if you live out in the middle of the States, you're lucky to pass a person, never mind, you know, a person with a 3DS, right? Yeah. <laughs> and most of the time, you're not going to be bringing your 3DS around anyways, because everybody, like, in Japan, you know, most people, Mark excluded, uh, carries, like, a bag or something like mm -hmm. that. And in America, like, you just don't have a bag. Everybody yeah. puts things in their pockets, and most likely they'll be holding an iPhone in their pocket or keys or whatever. Or even if they're going somewhere, too, maybe they'll just, like, throw it in their car, you know? Right. So would that even work if like two people drive past each other with 3DSs in the glove I'm compartment? Sure, like, really, like a stoplight. Yeah, or tra you know, traffic, whatever. Just waiting in LA traffic or something. Maybe. <laughs> yeah, I You just have to be really lucky that like all the people around you for the next hour and a half <laughs> have 3DSs. <laughs> JJ, I'm, I'm curious, or any of you guys, I, that brought up a question when JJ was talking about the um the station thing and and we're talking about the cars passing each other like have you guys ever had you know when the express goes by express train goes by and skips your station right but you're standing there right is that can you will you get will you pick up street pass things if they're rushing by that fast like <laughs> we, we should do an experiment one day <laughs> you get on the express i'll get on the yeah. local you know <laughs> we'll, we'll pass each other at 200 miles an hour and see if we get it yeah, I'm curious how long exactly, you know, it needs to be, uh, they need to talk to each other in order to... It's shoot. also interesting, like, how many kind of bytes of data does it need to send? Because I've got Mii's where, like, they haven't got the little icon showing the game. It's just the me. It's like it hasn't had enough time to get all the data or something. Really? Hmm. <clears throat> Did James cut out? Oh, I'm back. Okay. Yeah, so I, I was just wondering, you know... Do you need to be? Do you need to be next to them for at least like two seconds, or you know, like three seconds? Like how how long do you need to be standing there? It's Someone not needs that to long, I think. Their research, research this. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, research I mean, from my ex my experience in the train station, like it, it was just like you know the person would walk up, and then it registered, like in that right. kind of time span. Yeah. Yes, right. I remember waiting in um, is it Kaihin Makahari Station, you know, after TGS this year. Right. And and I was just kind of like I was getting all the me's out of my uh, you know me plaza or whatever. And as I was 
you know, you know, greeting them or whatever. Like, like I got 10 immediately. It was like immediately full again. <laughs> it's like, yeah. but I, it only took me like, what, like 20 seconds to like get rid of the guys. And then another 10 came in. So it must be pretty fast. Oh yeah. TGS is huge for that. Kind yeah. Of stuff. Yeah. I was at um, GDC, you know, the 3DS came out um, like the weekend before GDC. So I bought um, my 3DS and got on a plane, I think the same day um, and went to GDC. And so almost nobody had one, of course, but I would run, keep running into the same like four or five people. Um, <laughs> a lot of them were the Nintendo guys, the guys, you know, you would go to... I wasn't even thinking about it, but I, I left it on and I was carrying it around everywhere so I could show people like the um, the AR stuff and that sort of thing. And um, I'd go to a guy's session and I'd see, oh, it's cool. It lit up after the session and I'd look and it would be, you know, uh, Wada or, you know, whoever. It was, nice. uh, that, it was pretty cool. Yeah. And every time you pass them, um, like the first time you pass them, it's just a regular one. But the second time you can you can say right. like I don't know what it is in English, but it's like in Japanese it's like ine or something like that, right? Right. Like you can you're you're cool or something. Stop following. You can... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The tenth option is like, you know, please, I hope you don't know where I live. <laughs> well, it's funny because like uh, you know, I ride the same train every day to work. And um, a lot of the times, I will be getting the same people street pass wise, and yeah, too, it becomes it becomes kind of creepy almost. Like, yeah, and, and and like I can I can pretty much tell who they are even, and I mean obviously I can tell who I am because I'm like the only foreigner on the train. Right. Yes. <laughs> um, I thought the exact the, same thing. And uh, uh, fortunately, I, unfortunately, I guess there have been no really uh, hot women. On the yeah. train with yeah. I mean, not that salary look man looking guy. You're just like, oh, right. screw it. I don't care if I've passed you twenty times. I'm not. I'm not saying hello. Yeah, there's an, there's there's this one otaku girl who's always playing uh, Dynasty Warriors games. Um, I can tell she's an otaku because she always every day she wears like the same black shirt and black pants, and it's kind of weird. Um, Hot. Yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I'm a married man. I don't really care, but you know, whatever. And yet you keep bringing it up at every time. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you know, it's, it's, it's one thing about riding the train is that like you, you have to rely on, you know, people who take care of themselves to improve your experience because sometimes you'll sit next to like these salarymen who smell like alcohol and piss and it's just like <laughs> it's a day ruiner like see i'm serious like if you sit next to a girl who's like wearing perfume like no matter what kind of day you had it's much better <laughs> because like, yeah, yeah it's just like you know when you're getting on the train you kind of like you're crossing your fingers are you right you're like please let please let it be you know please let it be somebody who smells good yeah you have to kind of look at people and just be like okay that guy definitely is drunk that guy is you know he's like 60 and his teeth are wooden so he probably stinks you do yeah when you when you're on the when you're on the when you get on the train you have that same size people up immediately if you have a choice of a couple seats that you do like in the supermarket checkout you know you're like oh <laughs> right. that old lady or the or the even the um the uh, security lane at the airport you're like oh wait that guy looks like he's probably got a laptop i'm gonna you know go over here <laughs> yeah. Exactly. yeah 
But in Japan, it's like that guy looks like he's pissed his pants. That guy <laughs> looks okay. That guy's gonna be leaning over on my shoulder uh, the entire time. Uh, that it's true. One cup. That guy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, the one cup sake. That's a instant. Dude, yeah. Uh, <laughs> if, if the guy thing. is holding one of those things. Uh, um, so yeah, one cup ozeki is like maybe like you know. What would the equivalent of that be? The Western equivalent? Uh, is there a Western equivalent to that? I mean, it's like a, it's like a can of beer, but instead of beer, it's like hard liquor. Right? <laughs> what would be the old man like the go-to drink for that kind of guy in the West? Like, uh, I, I don't. I guess there's not. Like Jack Daniels. Yeah, it'd like, just be like beer. I mean, yeah, that's that's it's it's, you, it's so different though than. Just a beer. This is so, you know, totally different. <laughs> right. So, Super ghetto. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's almost anyway. like some. Yeah. Any one. Well, yeah. <laughs> any. Anywho. I guess the equivalent of like a forty ounce. You know, the guys are. I guess walking around with like a forty. Right. Um, in the paper bag or whatever. But it's. Uh, but you know, they don't have to put things in a paper bag here, so people yeah. just have alcohol out in the open. But that, that is like the big. I mean, this is has nothing to do with Nintendo. But <laughs> it's like it's like a huge warning sign that like that guy is drunk and probably just like out to fuck with people or you know like I've had, you know when my family came to visit me here in Japan like there was a guy holding one of those fucking one cup ozeki and like started harassing them. Wait, really? Just, yeah. Like I didn't that's... hear that story. I well, I mean, I wasn't there for it. I wish I was because I would have just, you know, told the guy to go fuck himself. But they they moved trains uh, because the guy just started like harassing them. It was it was terrifying. That is terrifying. Okay, I'm going to rein this conversation back, <laughs> and uh, we're going back to uh, to you know advantages. We got we got with street pass, we got to Dragon Quest passing, and then we got to trains, and then you know pissed old men. So <laughs> <laughs> let's take it back one uh, one notch. Um, so uh, have you guys got any good like street pass stories? I mean, JJ, you sound like you you could potentially meet people right i mean in japan it's much easier to use the street pass as a stalker option right and right. I'm, I'm sure people do that and it is also strange that nintendo did this because they're so against like you know friend codes it's like we don't want you to be friends with anybody and it's like okay we're going to give you this option where we, we can let you know a person's name and like how many minutes ago you passed them it's like <laughs> it's just asking for trouble right yeah pretty much i mean I don't have any specific instances where I've, I, well, actually, I've never met anybody 
via StreetPass. Um, I feel like, though, there's a, a, a thing uh, in Akihabara where um, people just hang out in, outside of uh, electronic stores mm-hmm. and uh, they'll, like, form groups. There's this, like, place where they're just, you know, shielded off from the rest of society, but they're all there. There's, like, 20 people just sitting there with 3DSs or PSPs playing Monster Hunter or you know, street passing or Dragon Quest. And, like, none of these people know each other. I don't know if, like, maybe, maybe you know, there, there's been a couple that met and got married because of the Akihabara street pass location. But, um, <laughs> like, this is something that's definitely unique to Japan where, like, you know, uh, stores will, you know, set areas for people to just stand around and play 3DS or DS uh, as it was before. And um, I, I've, I've been there once, and it was just definitely a weird thing. Like, uh, Japanese people are pretty, and especially otaku, are very kind of to themselves. So, like, it was almost, <laughs> I don't want to no make shit. that. Never mind. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> I was going to make a weird uh, 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 analog to that. But uh, basically, like, you know, you, you go in there, and, like, nobody talks to each other, and you just kind of... <laughs> yes, let's let's play a game. Okay, <laughs> without without saying anything, it's it's weird. You go don't in there talk, and you don't stick talk to your me. 3ds in a hole. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I wasn't gonna say that, Mark, but thank you. Okay, it's, it's a good <laughs> it is it is just like ra- like random sex with your 3ds. <laughs> I'm so glad that Mark finished your sentence there. <laughs> I read your mind. Yeah. Yeah, it is. It is interesting. Like, uh, you know, I I do wonder at slash hope that Nintendo gets the message in terms of, I mean, you can protect people, but you can only protect people so much, and um, people are, you you know, willing to put up with a certain amount of, uh, I guess, risk or uh, I don't know what you would call it, but in order to have convenience and have, you know, like a universal login and, you know, some information about yourself there and just being able to really easily um, hook up with your friends without, you know, and friends of friends and meet people online who you game with regularly and stuff like that. It'll be interesting. They, you know, they've talked a lot about that they really get it now with the Wii U um, in terms of online. So it'll be interesting. And then also Reggie has talked recently about how they kind of uh, admitted it was a mistake to not have more online functionality like the eShop out of the gate, the 3DS. It'll be interesting (laughs) to see where the Wii U, yeah, exactly. Big surprise. But to see where the Wii U starts off at. you know, right. uh, next year when it comes yeah, out. Yeah, you know, it's it's uh, sounding more and more like they're going to go with some sort of, like, you know, a PC-esque solution where, you know, they're use, they'll use Origin or Steam or something like that, which I think is a great idea because those uh, systems are already up and running and they're pretty damn good. And, you know, well, being the, able to... Hmm? Here's the problem, though. You, you just okay, mentioned Origin and Steam, which are two, like, direct competitors... Right. So, you know, I don't – that's fine. I'm a little worried that they're going to go like the PS – sorry, we're getting into – is this okay? We're, we're going way into <laughs> – <laughs> It's okay. Different discussion. Okay. I'm a little worried they're going to go like the PS2 route where it's like, okay, you're playing a Capcom game. Now put in your Capcom login and your Capcom password. You know what I mean? Um, right. Yeah. Go Steam. I hope it doesn't do that. 
Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'm, fi I'm fine with having several networks as long as they're unified with one like name and password, right? Exactly. Uh, like, I don't need to see, you know, the, how the sausage is made, the back end, as long as it's... <laughs> <laughs> well, I, even then, like, I, I feel like I would be okay if they just picked one, you know, like, just go with Origin or just go with Steam. I would prefer they went just with Steam, but whatever, you know, it's just like, as long as there's like a unified experience, like you were saying, Mark. Well, they're not going to go, they're not going to go with a, I mean, you're talking about like with an origin interface, they're not going to go with any third party. They're not going to let a third party that is a publisher own their back end. I mean, you know, they, they'll work with like GameSpy potentially or somebody like that, right? But they're not going to go, they're not going to choose anybody that might limit the options that they're going to have to sell games and stuff like that. Okay, yeah, can maybe. I say, can I just say one idea, which I hope they go with, is... um. You know when the Wii U was like it was just a code name and it was called Project Cafe. Yes. And um, like we were all thinking about, you know, why is it called Project Cafe? Is it like semi-portable, like you can take it to a cafe with you or something like that, right? So uh -huh. and when it came out and there was that kind of tablet controller, you you thought that's what it was going to do, but then they said no, you can't take it out, you know, more than whatever ten meters away from the the system, right? So what I think they should do is kind of use the 3DS as like a conduit between that. So you can still do street passes with the 3DS, but then, you know, the people you pass, you know, they could be downloaded and synced to your Wii U and you can get, you know, friends or, you know, me's that way. That would be cool. I, I'm sure that's... Uh, I was just going to say, I wouldn't... Uh, I mean, that would be cool, totally separate from the code name. I, one thing about... Mm -hmm. Nintendo code names, though, is that they've. I think they just have, <laughs> to have nothing to do with anything. Yeah, it, it's a dictionary and a dartboard. Right. I mean, re revolution. Okay, that that actually, you know, we was yeah. like a, a revolution, but you know, like dolphin or uh, you know, I, I'm trying to even remember. That. Project Reality. Or, right. right yes. Exactly. Yeah. <clears throat> exactly. So. Ultra sixty four. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Nope. <laughs> did they, did JJ just pass out? Oh, no, I'm so, I'm sorry. I, I moved my microphone. Okay. Was, uh, <laughs> you moving your like microphone sounds like you just yeah. slumped all over the keyboard. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm I'm still alive. I promise. Uh, okay. Uh, we, should saying? we should we go back to the the original the original topic a little bit? And uh, we're talking about you know good things and bad things. Take you one up uh, that original topic or no? <laughs> <laughs> The um, any more like uh, advantages about you know being in Japan and uh, or dis well you just talked about disadvantages you know how freaking expensive games are and everything mm -hmm. but what do you think is uh, the most you know awesome thing about being a gamer in Japan? Um, Club Nintendo the, the Japanese Club Nintendo uh, bonuses can be pretty sweet. Um, mm -hmm. That's yes. true. Yeah, we get some cool stuff. Um, I guess. Don't think are they going to announce soon the platinum award for this year? I'd imagine so because I mean the the program just started up again, you know, not too terribly long ago. Right, uh, it resets. Um, so that's that's as a Nintendo fan, um, yeah. that's one cool thing. But but um, also as as a guy who imports a lot of games, I mean, I get I get European games from my family as presents, like DS games, and then I I buy Japanese games here, or I sometimes import American games. So I'm split across all three regions. <laughs> I, I've yeah. got points, coins, or whatever they call them in each region, and it's like, 
if I added them all together, I would have a lot. But like separately, I don't ever have enough to get any prizes. <laughs> I'd love uh, it for a unified, um, you know, global account like that. That'd be awesome. But it, I wouldn't Never gonna count happen. on it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I wouldn't count on that happening. Never gonna happen. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, have you guys got anything awesome like the super the super Famicom controller or anything? Uh, John's got that. John John is super lucky. John Riccardi from our podcast. Um, he has like some fucking crazy Nintendo based luck. Yeah. Uh, any contest or almost anything he's entered into, uh, he wins. He he recently got tickets to the um to the Zelda concert, which was oh, cool. Really hard to get in Japan. Yeah, actually, I I, I won tickets too, and I was oh, nice. surprised because we had a couple of uh, another guy on staff. He had entered for it too, and he didn't. I just figured, like, <laughs> you I know, did. I'd be like, oh, everyone's going to get a ticket. And, right. Know, yeah, I thought, I thought the same thing, and then yeah. you know, just at work, like four or five of us, I think, uh, entered. And nobody won except for John. Um, he's got yeah. one of those. Um, I'm looking at it right now too. One of the Famicom special editions of the um, GBA uh, SP. Nice. Oh yeah, I got that. Yeah, yeah. I love oh, that. that. Yes, I have a Famicom version. How did you get that? Those things are really rare, right? A Famicom GBA SP. Yeah, the the I just, like. I don't think so. Do you mean the, mic- I, I, the the micro or? Oh, the no. micro or the SP. I don't think it's a. Oh, oh, wait, wait, wait. Is it a I micro? I think they did both. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. micro. Whatever, whichever one it, it 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 is, it was the one that um, was only. It was not generally for sale. It was just a Club Nintendo. Oh, okay. Um, I I don't I, have the the Club Nintendo. I just got it in, in a regular electronics shop. I see. I see. The yeah. SP. Yeah, it's, it's pretty like, cool. You know, for me too, with the Super Nintendo Wii controller, I found that at some used shop in you know saitama and it was like three thousand yen so i was like hey cool i didn't even have to get like you know spend right. like you know twenty thousand yen just to get this thing you know through the point system right and that's why saitama is the best tama <laughs> <laughs> i mean that's the, yeah, it is a great thing about being out in saitama i mean you could find all these crazy weird things like that i mean i found a bunch of cool stuff like a panasonic q you know the dvd GameCube. Oh, nice. um, uh, I found like a Final Fantasy IV limited edition GB, GBA micro. Came with like the game, the special base plate on the micro. It is absolutely amazing. And just a lot of cool stuff like that. It's great. How much did you get your queue for, just out of curiosity? Uh, it was like 115000 I think it was. Oh, man. So, that's great. Oh, dude. It, yeah, it was, it was sitting at this store for like a year and a half. I'd go there like every once in a while and be like, oh, my God, I want that so much. And then. I one day I just had enough like extra cash and just bought it. So dude, you could have flipped that on the internet, probably. I still could. I still have it. <laughs> so <laughs> I recently sold my Q. It was it was kind of like the end of an era because it was like the first kind of major thing I bought, like coming to Japan. But I didn't pay fifteen. I think I paid like twenty two for it. <laughs> what so did that did go well. for, James? I'm I'm out of curiosity. Um, I didn't sell it on eBay. I just sold it to ah. sold it to a guy in Japan. So I probably could have got more for it. From, from some guy in America, but um, I just couldn't be bothered with all the bullshit yeah. and all the, the PayPal and all that shit. So I just thought, yeah. screw it, just give it to a guy in Japan, you know. Did give it fingerprints, to him. fingerprints show up? We had one at work a long time ago, but do fingerprints show up bad on that thing? I don't, yeah, I don't really touch my because <laughs> 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 so it was so perfectly shiny though. Yeah. Um, 
but I, I was just wondering if a, lo that was a lot of them are cracked. That's the problem. Cracked or really? like some something wrong with the mirror. Yeah, mine was pristine. That's why is I got that, it. Is that because of a design flaw or just like no? You know, 10 -year -old I think it's just kids? yeah. I think so. Yeah, or people put it in the cabinet, but they don't push it all the way back, and then they slam the door shut or something stupid like that. Wow, damn kids! Yeah. Can't trust. They shouldn't even be shouldn't be playing games, should they? <laughs> <laughs> Not when they're like nine months old. No, yeah. <laughs> um. So, uh, any I I was just gonna talk about the um uh talking about the queue and stuff like that. I mean, what other kind of systems have you bought in Japan? Obviously, like I was saying, how all my, my Nintendo points were like split across all regions. Do you guys split your systems across all regions? Like, do you have like more than one region, like 360 or Wii or whatever? Uh, yeah, I'm looking actually right now. Um, this is kind of hilarious. <laughs> I wish I could post a picture of what I'm looking at right now. So as I mentioned, like I'm roommates with John. We're both big gamers. We have Four Wii's right now, right? <laughs> we have one black, two whites, and one red one. Um, then there's like three PS3s, uh, two, three Xbox 360s. One is not hooked up. Yeah, basically, um, you have one for the different regions, and then uh, uh, some. Sometimes, you know, with the PS3, it's not as much of an issue. Um, Right. It kind of sucks that with the 3DS now that that's a thing. Uh, uh, yeah, I know. So annoying. Yeah. Did you guys choose? Uh, did you just get the J Japanese one first? I got, yeah. Yeah, I got the Japanese I one did. at launch. I didn't want to wait. <laughs> so but Now it's like if, uh, you know, I mean, if a, a game with a really good localization like a Paper Mario or, well, when Paper Mario comes out for it, um, I should say, <laughs> like, you know, that's kind of, you have to make a shitty choice. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, yeah. True, true, Okay, well, we've got some questions here um, for you guys. Um, people want to know about the origins of the GAFCast. Oh, God. Uh, yeah, so the GAFCast was back when podcasts were first starting to get big and everything. You know, like there was a big podcast boom. Um, there was, you know, I was a mod on NeoGAF, and uh, I thought, well, we're have, we have a huge community, a bunch of people who know about games, so we should just do a podcast. And... It started out as like, you know, we would all get in like a TeamSpeak chat room and there would be like 10 people talking about stuff and like half of them would just be like total idiots. And um, <laughs> awesome. it was just it was just bad. It was really bad. And then we kind of like, you know, narrowed it down to a couple people. And it was like me, uh, Dan Dormer, 
I don't even know where he works now. Uh, he kind of dished the podcast out of nowhere. Uh, but it was me, Dan Dormer, and uh, Chris Kohler, and I think it was David Coyle, also known as G. Charlie at the beginning. Ah, I, I, I hope I'm not forgetting anybody. But the original GAFCast was, was pretty much those four people. And um, it started out a little shaky, but I think it was a decent podcast. Oh, Dan works for Apple, that fucker. God. <laughs> not, that, <laughs> not that I'm uh, complaining, but uh, that's like a started a little a little shaky wasn't there like alcohol poisoning involved uh, <laughs> that was that was later after the fact that's the thing um so we oh. set it out okay because we were just doing it in, on skype but then we did our first uh show with all of us together because color is in america obviously he came to tgs one year and we did it live in uh in studio out of david's uh d charlie's house and and then, like, people had too much to drink, and <laughs> we had to ditch the podcast. Uh, and we re-recorded it, and it was fine. But uh, oh, Wait, wait, wait. So that podcast never aired? That podcast never aired. Literally, <laughs> I'm so telling you, by the end of the podcast, it was just like, <laughs> D. Charlie going like, oh, I don't feel good. <laughs> this is bad. <laughs> you have the audio of this somewhere. I have, I have, I have video somewhere, I think. Because we recorded it video. Um, All right. Yeah. But yeah. We bring that up at work on Monday. We need to. We need to <laughs> Too hot for TV. Yeah, no, it, it really was. But uh, but yeah, so like, you know, it was a fun little thing. And then eventually it like became like a Japanese only podcast with uh, Black Ace and then uh, uh, a friend of ours, Chris Tolliver, who used to work at Sony and. Um, then David and Johnny Ram, they would all gather and do it. And I just kind of, I didn't have time. They were too far away. So I, I uh, bowed out at that point. But um, I think they do it once every 10 years or so now. <laughs> awesome. I, I've moved on to greener pastures, let's just say. <laughs> so the other, the other question we've got from the chat room here is something that I promised I would talk about. Um, if we got enough money to get to the Famicast hour, and we did. So I have to keep my promise, and that's uh, I have to give my onsen stories. Um, it's, that sounds really, t like, sounds really seedy. It's, there's nothing... <laughs> it, it is really seedy, and it is hot. Because <laughs> on the last episode of the Famicast, somebody asked us, like, you know, things like, what was it like being naked? You know, did you compare your, you know, dong to Japanese guys? And I'm like, no way I'm answering that on a freaking podcast. I, I, I answered that. That was fine. That was awesome. <laughs> Danny answered it. Yeah. Um, but then somebody said, you know, what if we earned enough money? Would I talk about it? So, yeah, um, I guess I have to. And you guys can join in if you want. You're not. You are brave. I cannot <laughs> join into your podcast. You're... <laughs> I don't know about that. That's going to go with them. It's fine. <laughs> like, for me, like bathhouses are just like, I don't know. Like, I don't want to go in there because I know some old dude is going to like talk to me. And it's going to be awkward. <laughs> and it's going to be like, hey, why don't you show me your thing? And I'm going to be like, I don't know. It is weird, like going in there for the first time and it's like, okay, so we're doing this naked then. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> like nothing. You get like a little towel, which is like, you can barely cover, you know, you your downstairs area and it's like okay you're going in a room with like 20 old guys it's like it is weird um but you know once you've done it a few times uh that sounds really terrible 
I hope people don't don't edit that out and put it in out of context. But once you've been there a few times, you know, you do kind of get used to it. And it is it is a really awesome experience. It's it is relaxing. And I I can highly recommend going to like an outdoor one. That's so cool. Like I went to one near like Mount Fuji and it's like you're out there, you're standing naked outside with (laughs) with snow, like 10 meters away from you. And you're like in this incredibly hot bath you know it's kind of like shouldn't i be dying now you know it's like it's, it's like minus 10 outside and i'm naked but somehow i'm okay yeah, that's, that's <laughs> I mean, awesome especially right. when there's snow on the ground that's yeah. uh yeah the I mean, kick ass yeah. they are cool and you do feel you feel really good afterwards it's like i don't know it just kind of cleans you out like your whole body is like you feel good <laughs> afterwards <laughs> it, that sounds really nice until the old guy comes up and bites. Like, hey there! Hi. <laughs> Taps you on your shoulder. Yeah. I hear foreigners are big. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and if you've got any tattoos, you know, um, I would urge on the side of caution. Um, lots of places don't even let you in. Yeah. Right. Uh, um, because you know they obviously have connections with the yakuza. Mm-hmm. the gangsters so but you know some places are okay with it or you know if you just if it's a small one or in your leg or something it's okay but if you go in there with like full body tattoo with thug life on your chest you know probably yeah so they were kind of looking at me kind of weird because i had the thug yeah. life <laughs> and then the mom That's on my arm it. yeah <laughs> <laughs> okay that i fulfilled my promise okay wait 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 wait, 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 wait. what so <laughs> you didn't actually tell us like have you ever, like, you know, has there any been ever been like a weird, awkward experience where you're in all inside and like, you know, the um, old guy comes up to you and propositions you? <laughs> I don't think so. No, not propositioning. Um, oh. But I, yeah, I've had old guys like just start talking to me. It's like, you know, where you're from or something, you know, what do you do? And it's like, dude, we're naked, you know, don't talk to me. <laughs> it's it's kind of like being in the bathroom, right? Like, you know, you're peeing next to a guy, you don't want yeah. to be like, so yeah. like, hey, how are you doing, right? It's just yeah, you know, it's exactly like that. Except if you were peeing naked, right. <laughs> stay, stay out of my bubble is what I want to say. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, speaking speaking of going to the bathroom, I don't know if you guys have experienced this, but okay, going into the bathroom, you're the only guy in there, and all of a sudden the dude just gets right next to you, the urinal next to you. There are like five or six in there. <laughs> Why are you right next to me? This is weird. Yeah, that's <laughs> like it, people don't understand. Like you gotta leave. A, a, a toilet in between each other when you're oh, in the like situation. elevator. No, 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 dude. It's more complicated than that. It's like it's like the elevator math. It's like you automatically should space yourself so that you are as far as possible away from me. Like I, I totally. Now that you mention it, I hadn't really realized that, but that is totally true. Like you know, two people get into an elevator, they just automatically end up in the two corners farthest away from each other three people, four people, it all shifts so that people are as far away as possible. That's how it should be in a bathroom. Right. Yes, absolutely. Same thing in an onsen, actually. Like, especially With the showers? You, With the showers, yeah. right, yeah. I mean, just even in the bath itself, right? Like, you don't walk over and, like, sit right next, you know, the only guys. Uh, There's two old guys, and you just kind of slide in the middle between two of them. Right. <laughs> exactly. so just put your arms around them, like, hey, how's it going, guys? Hey, fellas. Yeah. yeah, what we're talking about. Yeah, it's just, I, you know, I've been in, in, in public bathrooms where I'll just be, you know, far end. Like, you know, sometimes they like snake around and they're like a like a square in shape where you can, 
you know, go down a, a hallway and there's like a whole nother bathroom even. And like people will just go there. Like I will be in the furthest reaches of the dungeon of the bathroom. And like that old guy with his one cup Ozeki is going to come and like stand next to me and like pee for 10 minutes. <laughs> oh God, it's true. Yeah. Um, in all seriousness, know that if you if you do come to Japan, if you come with a girl or if you if you meet a girl while you're here, it is I would highly recommend like um, going to a hotel with like private onsens. Uh, you got yes. like a, a beautiful view. You got your own onsen. No no old guys coming in. And right. Just just enjoy that. That is like the most Japan Japan experience you can do. It's just so cool and highly recommend it. Right. Definitely. Yeah, oh, even, on, even, on your, even by yourself, you know, whatever. <laughs> Knock yourself out. You're into that, sure. <laughs> I just happen to be, so... <clears throat> or, yeah. or a love hotel. Love hotels are definitely something that are unique to Japan, and very they can be very interesting. I don't know if you've heard, like, any of uh, GPD's stories about, like, going to these love hotels that, like, look like dungeons and have, like, you know, chains on the wall where you can... Well, if you ever your go to, one up to them. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever go to TGS, if you get if you get the if they get the bus from uh, near TGS, the Makari Mese, there is a UFO love hotel very near to that one, and it's it's uh, alien themed. <laughs> wow, <laughs> it's, it's yeah. like ten, 10 minutes from Makari Mese. They're very well, they're very interesting. I you know when I first came to this country, I was like totally against it. I was like, oh, that's where they take prostitutes, but it's fun. It's like it's like going to a weird sexy theme park <laughs> <laughs> yeah and it might have a super famicom in there as well you know bonus yeah there, there is a chance that that is the case yeah that's cool okay <laughs> i think that topic's you know kicked to the ground right <laughs> yeah um let's just uh put my head in some cold water here for a second um <laughs> <laughs> Is there anything you guys want to mention? I mean, we're, we've got five minutes left here now. Um, I uh, th 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 thanks for everybody for sure for donating, like in Nintendo yes. Report, and you guys for for having for. I mean, I th this is a really really cool thing. If we were, if we were more with it, <laughs> if we, would, <laughs> we really should do something like this, JJ. JJ, make a note. Next yeah, year, I'm, I'm writing something. it down on my notepad. We should do like a 24 hour. Play uh, a terrible game thing. Maybe not twenty-four hours, Four. but How about maybe forty-eight. Two and two and a half hours. <laughs> Seventy-two hours, just in the in the <laughs> thrill of the moment. Oh. Yeah, but uh, but yeah, the, it's really cool for everybody to donate and, and 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 people to listen. Like that's that's really awesome. We gotta we gotta do something next year. We're doing something, JJ. Okay, we'll do it next we'll year. Got that's amazing. Uh, We're currently on $3,589. It's 112% of what we were aiming for. That's, that's amazing. Awesome. That's amazing. Well, cool. and everybody like still listening like it's just like PBS pledge drive time but like yeah. you got donated like you know please still donate. It's, it is an awesome cause. Um mm -hmm. 
I guess uh, one thing that I would probably mention, um, since like a lot of people listening are probably like Nintendo fans, um, I think uh, recently like a lot has been made of the um, the 3DS's troubles and um, in light of the iPhone and that sort of thing. And you know, I do definitely think that right now is like a unique time in um, console, especially handheld console history. And I do think that some kind of adjustments are going to have to be made. But um, but in terms of people sort of counting the 3DS out, I would say, um, you know, watch. First of all, remember back to the DS. Nintendo finally, like, really smartly put out a press release last week about 3DS on track to outsell the DS um, um, it, for what they both did their first year, which um, I'd been like screaming at people anytime everybody was calling the 3DS dead, which is kind of a lot recently. Um, yeah. So that's one thing. But two, you know, uh, wait till this fall when the games are out and then we'll see where we're at. And then right. the thing that I'm more excited about is seeing these the, the new quote unquote new games or whatever that um, Awada's promising for next year, kind of the next generation of brain age games or um nintendogs or what have you like the kind of really new experiences that they're promising now so um yeah that that would be my i'll get off my soapbox now that's, <laughs> that's my statement yeah we got the november update to look forward to and the gba oh, yeah. games coming that's soon right? that should be happening pretty soon right it's gotta be yeah. soon. only yeah. a few days left in the month so yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know it's going to be like you know the last day the last minute <laughs> yeah 11 59 p.m yeah. uh, you get the blue light they've been weird though nintendo recently has been doing a lot of stuff with not a lot of notice right like that yeah nintendo mm. direct conference was like That's yeah. just a few days before and ultimately hey we have a conference on friday and I'm like wow yeah okay right and even the even the the bigger 3DS conference only came out from a Wall Street Journal story, you know, and it wasn't really officially announced until like a week or, you know, two before it. So, yeah. And uh, Mario Kart is coming out in a couple of weeks. Yes. And uh, like a few yeah. days later in the US, right? So mm -hmm. everyone's pretty, pretty much going to be on the same level. And Monster and, Hunter. Are you guys, are you guys Monster oh, Hunter? What? I'm not a huge fan, yeah. but I'm, I'm going to get the 3DS version. I know you and JJ are. So, are you? Are you got it on pre-order already? JJ, uh, do you? I do not. I don't. I don't actually. Um, I will be able to pick it up. I mean, we work in Shibuya, and, and the Shibuya big camera has like everything and and spades. So, I never really pre-order thing and things anymore. Yeah, the the Circle Pad Plus version, I think pre-orders sold out or uh something so yeah they recent actually there was a whole big thing about it where like they had pre-orders and then they stopped pre-orders and they just recently started pre-orders again it's been a big kerfuffle and just it shouldn't yeah it shouldn't be hard to get a copy at least yeah. but anyway right well that about wraps it up we reached the the end of the hour that went by really quickly <laughs> yeah, yeah, Indeed. yeah well when you're talking about glory holes and uh, <laughs> Yeah. yeah did we talk about nintendo at all <laughs> <laughs> probably somewhere yeah. in there yeah. it's hidden cool. you have to find it <laughs> so yeah this this will be released as hopefully as a podcast later on so um if you're a fan if you're listening to this as a podcast then um, please make sure you subscribe to a4 play um if you like japan and games like we've been talking about now then you'll love a4 play
Yep. Awesome. It's awesome. Great. Cool. So thank thanks, you guys. guys. Thank yeah, you thanks, so much. So there you have it. That was the uh, the first ever live Famicast and uh, the first ever time we've been on the telethon. So yeah, I think it uh, I think it went pretty well. And uh, obviously uh, the uh, onsen section was uh, awkward and hilarious, as you would expect. To give a little bit of context, uh, the, the previous episode, the episode that we recorded uh, just before this uh, live telethon, was. Uh, we did have a question about uh, onsens, which is why it got brought up and it became such a big thing on this uh, live episode. So if you want to go back and listen to the previous episode called Tanuki Onsen 3D, go ahead and give that uh, listen and it'll maybe give it a bit more context. But yeah, hope you guys enjoyed it and uh, yeah, I'm just going to leave you with some music to chill out to and I'll see you on the next episode of the Famicast. Peace!